And the beat drops right about now. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards. Flying solo. Welcome back to dry land. <laughs> it's the Father Market Protocol. It's your man Dean Edwards. Deuce Vessi is uh is is uh not here. But we got my man Big Mike on the boards. Thumbs up. And uh yo man, I'm back. I was gone for... It was a long time. It was many, many moons ago since I was on dry land. But it's good to be back, man. I, um, you know, as, as I, I probably mentioned previously, I, uh, you know, I was, I was on a ship for, for, for a long, long time, a long time, I must say. It was, it was a four-week run. Um, now, keep in mind to all my fans um, and for the people that don't listen, I, call, I don't call people F-A-N as in Nancy fans of the show. They fam, family, you know. So um, to all the fam uh, that, that listens consistently, first I want to apologize because... Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, I think we'll just drop this one this week, this upcoming Monday. Uh, two weeks ago, we we were black. We didn't have an episode drop. Uh, to to elaborate on what had happened, to explain because I felt I felt bad. Now keep in mind, I was on the ship. I was on I was on Norwegian's getaway, and um, I'm on the ship and. So Vessi did a great job at uh, dropping the episodes relatively consistently. There, there was I think one week that um, that I that it came out on a Wednesday, which you know I was I was I was I was a wee bit I was a wee bit vexed, um, but I also understand. See, I understand that the episodes um, originally when. We we began doing this. Um, they dropped on Wednesday because I guess Tuesday was a slow Joe slow day for Joseph. And then, good friend, um, also one of our highest rated episodes. Go listen to one of the three or all three now if you haven't. Big J Ogerson, um, who who we did uh, we recorded a couple episodes with. Big J suggested. That the episodes drop, we changed the drop date from Wednesday to Monday. The rationale being more people get to work on Monday fresh from the weekend. And I guess statistically, people listen to downloads and download uh, the podcasts more consistently when they come fresh at the top of the week as opposed to the middle of the week. So uh, the problem that arose when we switched to a Monday drop was that it wasn't as convenient for a producer extraordinaire, Mr. Joseph Vesey. And because of that, there have been a couple of episodes um, that he was not able to, you know, upload in time for whatever reason, if he was in transit or 
or what have you. Or he and in this particular case, he was in LA, um, you know, making big things happen. Um, and, you know, and these things happen. And and Mike, of course, now the best play best laid plans of mice and men, Mike's like, oh man, I would have done it. Good to know now. And and for anyone listening saying, well, Dean, why didn't you just drop the episodes? Because the internet service on the ships stinks. Like there's there's Wi-Fi and then there's satellite Wi-Fi. And say you pay for uh you spend five dollars on the internet. You're gonna you're gonna burn the majority of your time just logging on to to anything from Facebook to to even Gmail. It, it just became a yeah. That's that's that became a, a pet peeve of mine, and it still is, I guess, on on the ship. I'm like, look, man, you you have people, you know, spending their money. Make sure the internet works. Now you're out at sea, so realistically, who do you complain to? But I know people on other other cruise lines that don't have the same issues. With their with their Wi-Fi, some some of uh, the some of the other comics and entertainers on the ship that I talked to actually said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if if that's all just hustle and, and they say the satellite Wi-Fi stinks and it's actually good. Because someone said, I bet you when the captain needs to <laughs> send an email, his emails go through with no hesitation. So uh, who knows? But anyway, so we apologize to all of the avid listeners that uh that have been supporting and tuned in a couple of weeks ago and like, yo, dude, it's Monday. Where's the episode? Wait, okay, sometimes they drop Tuesday. It's not here either. Wednesday, what the hell, man? Where is the Father Market Protocol? No, you can't. Well, I can't send text. I have no... My phone is, is sent. You know what I use my phone for, Mike? Mike just asked, can you send text messages? Can you make phone calls? No. I, my my phone, my phone uh actually became a, a writing pad for, and I just stayed on Evernote writing notes and uh and writing material and uh I, I was working on this uh this this TV thing I'm writing. So uh so I got a lot of I got a lot of writing done. Got a which is a great thing. Uh, I got to, uh, I got got a lot of meditation done. I, um, I got to, I worked out every day. Am I am I brolic? Am I Brody right now? Am I Diesel? Not Diesel, but I'm I'm slimmed down a little bit. And oh, you know what's funny? Now look, listen, look at this. See, Michael is is has has been around me long enough to know that black people do tan because he just said. And you're tan again because I got got a little crispy. I lit, uh, went to the beach in uh, in St. Martin. It's funny. I didn't lay. I didn't go to the beach as much. Um, not that I went a lot uh, when I went on the on the ship back in uh, May or in June, but I did go um, a few times. This time, you know what it was when you when you have a month <laughs> when you have a month to do everything. You say to yourself, "I'll get to it. I'll get to it." And then the the my final week, I was like, oh dang, I guess I should go, <laughs> guess probably go to the beach at least once, get some sand between my toes. So I did, and it was um, it, and it was fun. You know what? I'm I'm looking forward to um having a buddy of mine, good 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 dude, good comic, good friend, uh, my boy Mark Vieira. 
really funny cat. We we were on the ship. The 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 hardest thing about going away for that long of a time, man, is 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 or one of the hardest things I should say is being on the ship or or just being away with with people you don't necessarily kick it with now as in the past. If I'm on this, if I'm if I'm chilling and we we gonna be working together for uh, a couple of weeks, I, and you're another comic, I'm probably gonna bug you and say, "Yo, let's go, let's go hang out." And there there may be a slight selfishness to that, in that I'm I'm looking at it saying, "Look, I don't want to eat alone. <laughs> I don't want to sit up in uh, the garden cafe and and watch families and their kids <laughs> eat alone while I'm sitting there." And they're like, "Oh, great show. You were funny." Why are you sitting there alone? Are you okay? But, but but it's funny because people people don't mean anything by it, and, and more than not, I would go upstairs just to get out of the room. So I'd go up to the uh, the the main cafeteria uh, just to just to get some sun, get some sunlight, and I would sit up there and write. Now because like I, I was I was on for four weeks, so my first week, a man. Um, James, who I met back in May, he was hosting. So I was like, okay, cool. At least one of my dudes from back then is back on the ship. So he and I kicked it a lot. And we would usually wake up and go to go to the gym, work out for an hour, hour and a half. I'd go downstairs and hit the heavy bag for like five rounds, jump rope for like five rounds, and then go grub. You know, and and, and you know, I, I ain't going front. I'm getting older, so I can't eat eggs every day like I used to. I don't want that high cholesterol, you know, so I'm like, all right, I'll go with the egg white omelet, which sucks. Like, egg whites. I don't know what, what, I don't know why, but egg yolks are delicious. Egg yolks have flavor. Egg yolks contain and I'm saying yolks, but I have a lot of saliva. I don't want people like, it's not Y-O-T-E-S, it's Y-O-K-E-S. I'm saying yolks, but I'm saying it fast. So egg yolks are delicious, man, because you know how many times I had like an egg white omelet and I was like, there is no, this tastes like chew. Like you literally are chewing nothing. That's what it tastes like. Egg whites are horrendous, but... You need your protein replenished. So, and I, and I cut off all the potatoes because on a cruise ship, let me tell you something. They, any type of potato you want, they have it. They have, they have, dude, they, they, they can flip a potato in, in various different flavors like Baskin Robbins, man. They got mashed potatoes. They got baked potatoes. They got potatoes all gratin. They have cheesy potatoes. They have French fried potatoes. Oh, you want some sweet potato fries? Let's go with some sweet potato fries. Oh, there's breakfast potatoes. There's hash brown potatoes. There's every type of potato. And you know what it really is? Is a way of saying, you want to get fatter? <laughs> I got a way to get fatter. And years ago, I was in this physique transformation challenge with my man, uh, Todd Lynn, um, we we were in this contest together. Um, that EAS Sports, um, they make supplements. We we were in this thing called the Physique Transformation Challenge. This had to be about 1998, 99. And at the time, I think I weighed when I started, I was at one, I'm gonna say 174 and 13% body fat. Now, if you think about that, 
because it doesn't sound like a lot, but think about this. I'm I'm 174, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm 174 pounds and I'm 13% body fat, which means that I had about 14 pounds of fat just, you know, sitting on me. And so I wanted to get in better shape, been working out a lot, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus. I'm going to get real focused on this. So we, 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 this is New York City Parks and Rec. Like anyone that wants uh, access to a gym and you don't have a great deal of money, you can, you can join New York City Parks and Rec, one of the gyms. Pay, I think it's like, back then it was like $25 for the year. Yeah, I think Mike's saying everybody figured it out because back then it was like $25 a year. You you uh, could join and then you had access, maybe $30 if you wanted access to all of the gyms. You get a card and then you can go to any of the New York City Parks and Rec gyms in the five boroughs. And they had pretty decent, uh, pretty decent gyms. Like there's one over there on 23rd, uh, right right near the FDR. That's pretty decent, but it's off the beaten path, so it's hard to get to. We used to go to one Carmine's down in the village. Or, uh, I think it's on 7th and Carmine Street. Yeah, we used to go there. Somebody stole my um my Army field jacket from there. I was kind of pissed. They broke into my lock and stole my jacket. I was salty. Luckily, it wasn't too cold. Can you imagine going to the gym? You just burnt it out. You're sweating buckets, and then you walk outside, and it's 40 degrees. And you have no jacket, son. You you know how pissed I was about that, man. Anyway, to whomever stole my um jacket back then, I'm sure you listened to the Father Muck Protocol, so you can eat a fat one, fool. Ooh. Uh, oh, I got to make sure I talk about Iggy Azalea and, and Snoop Dogg. Who knew? So back then, we we start this physique transformation challenge. I think it was a three-month uh regiment and after three months I went up to uh 180 what did I say I was 174 174 I was 174 I went up to 183 and I had gone up to 183 but uh my body fat went down to six percent so I had added that much mass and the reason I'm even talking about this in the first place is because what made me gain weight was I ate potatoes like crazy like I any meal I had, I would put potato. If I made scrambled eggs in the morning, I wouldn't have bash browns. I would have a baked potato and dice it up and mix it with the eggs. And I had like this Myoplex uh, protein shake, but there was Myo- Myoplex mass, so it was heavy. it was it was full of um, carbs and protein. And brother, brother got kind of nice, son. I didn't. Here's what's crazy. Did no no crunches at the time and had a sick six pack from just squats. We used to just squat the rack, man. We we were really really insane on that. Um, so I missed that. So on the ship, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym, uh, and really focus and not eat these potatoes. Cause last time, cause look, last time I uh, was on the ship, man, I gained I gained weight over the summer. I ain't even go front. I got I got a little pudgy. There's nothing worse than being the skinny fat dude. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being a dude that's slim, but you got look like you in your second trimester. You know, you turn sideways, look like a capital P. And that's how I was looking. So I said, all right, let me, let me uh work this out. And James and I, we would hit it every day. And then uh the first week, this cat, Phil Palisol, he's a, a funny comic, a little older. Uh he's he was on the ship my first week. 
with his wife, who's actually a uh, television uh, comedy writer. And they're a writing duo. They've written on a couple of shows like Caroline in the City and a few other things. So uh, Phil's with his wife. And that's the thing. If someone has their, their spouse or, or boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, on the ship, you're not going to see them for seven days because they're playing host, you know? They're playing host. So his, uh, his, his wife was on the ship with him. So Phil and I, we didn't, didn't really get to break bread uh, my first week. And then he gets off. And, uh, and James got off. So I was like, dang. So now, now I'm stuck with two people I don't know. Um, but it worked out well because my man Frank Townsend um, was hosting. He got back on the host. And he had uh, been on a couple of times earlier this year. This ship just launched the top of this year. And uh, and my man Mark Vieira, uh, you know, knocks on the knocks on my door. He opens the door, and I see his Mark. I'm like, yo! I said, we good to go now. You know, that's my BX brethren right there. You know, so uh, so we had we had a blast. So we had, and, and you know, it's funny when you're on when you're in any situation with somebody that you're cool with. It not only makes the time go by better and faster, but you also um, are motivated to have a good time, do well. So um, the three of us, Frank, Mark, and myself, we just had this infectious energy, man. Because they, they um, Frank was doing four weeks like I was. Mark was doing two. So Frank actually stayed on a week after me, and Mark got off the week before I got off. So, uh, so we, yeah, we just, we had a blast and like, I had so many people, uh, you know, the, you, you get people that give you compliments, but we had like these, these ultimate compliments that, uh, I, you know, I had numerous people coming up saying, you know what, we, we cruise, this is our 35th cruise, which on a side note, I didn't realize there was a whole culture of people that just cruise, man, like, like. They have worldwide cruises. They have cruises that, that oh, they have a worldwide cruise that goes out for a year. Mike is saying that's now. See, I don't know if I want to be on a ship. I don't want to be on a ship for a year. I didn't want to be on a ship for a month, but uh, but that work, so I did it. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. But you know, some people that's that's what they like to do. You work hard all your life, and then you you retire and say, you know what? I don't I don't want to. Uh, I want to stay on my own. I want to cruise. I want to see the world. And that's what a lot of people do. So more power to them. So, you know, we had a, a bunch of people coming up saying, you know, we cruise a lot. And by far, uh, we've we've seen, because what, what happens, let me also side note, um, or to elaborate on the schedule, like Mark will do two shows one night and I'll do one. And... Then I'll do two shows one night. He'll do one. So we alternate headlining. So um, say Sunday, he does the 7 o'clock and, and the 11 o'clock. And I do the the 9 o'clock show. And then on Monday, it flip-flops. I'm doing the 7-11. He does 9. Tuesday, we do one show in the theater. Wednesday, we each do one show. Thursday, whoever did the two shows. Sunday does the two. Thursday and then Friday, the that one person has off and I do one, you know, so it's seven shows a week is not terrible, especially in comparison to what I hear some of my buddies on other ships have to do and how many shows they have to do. And the money isn't, isn't as good. And, uh, 
and I won't say the name of the cruise line, but it rhymes with Arnavo. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. But, you know, but then also racially, uh, every time, anytime I ran into people of color, I'm not even going to say just black, because they were, you, you had, you know, it ships out of Miami, so you have a lot of Latinos. Um, you have some black, you know, some other could be Asian. Uh, um, and I found the younger urban, shall I say? The younger people of, don't say colored, Michael. What the hell? Jeez, man. No, I know. I know what you meant. <laughs> Michael didn't mean anything by it. Um, yeah, of all colors. Um, but the younger people that were uh, of different shades other than white always were like, yeah, man, I cruised on car on the on carnival. And yo, they it was just it was more turned up. This kind of older. But that's the thing. I guess Norwegian is older and they cater to a different demographic, but they give you a lot to do. Um if if you want if you want if you want the turn up, you know, if you want to go to the nightclub and hear Lil John every night and Lil Boosie and anyone with the name Lil at the top of their name, you're probably going to go Carnival. I guess Royal Caribbean is in the middle and then Norwegians um, further on the end of you're getting a little older and you get families with, with their kids. I was bugging because I was like, didn't school just start? How are kids on the ship? But, you know, um, people are on trimesters, I guess. So whatever. So, uh, yeah, man. We 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 had people coming back to each of our shows multiple times. I had one family uh, my final week, or one couple, I should say. They uh they were like, yeah, we 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 saw you five times out of seven shows. I was like, really? Well, here's what's funny. I would change up my set. I know, right? Here's his my set. Isn't that a stalking? I had one dude. Um, this one cat. We called him Shrek. We called him Shrek. Shrek uh, Presley because he looked like Elvis and Shrek mixed. And my first week I was on, I'm watching James host, and then he leans over, he's sitting at the bar, he's like, yeah, this next this guy is going to talk. And he even kind of kind of dragged, drove, um and how he spoke. That was a little Elvis-esque. He was like, yeah, this next guy, he's uh, he's about to talk about his, his uh, how many kids his brother has. I was like, oh, okay. And then Eventually, I realized, oh, you're trying to bash dude. You don't like his. He's like, you know, I mean, you know, I know he has to do the same same uh, jokes, but just thought he would have changed it up by now. I said, oh, well, when did you see him? He was like, yeah, I was on on this ship a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh, okay. So that was that week. And the following week, I see the same dude at a different show. And I'm like, wait. I said, you, you were just, weren't you on last week? He was like, yeah, you know, um, I just, you know, they have a pretty cool deal that it's only a couple of hundred more dollars and you can stay on it an extra week. People, a lot of people don't know. So I'm like, oh, okay. And where do you work that you can just take an additional week off? Do you know that Frank, who's still on, well, by the time y'all hear this, Frank's off the ship, but Frank hit me the following week. I got off and he said, dude came back on the ship. I was like, son, how are you on the ship three three weeks? 
in in a month. What do you do? But but some people, if you live in Miami and you have the type of job that you can maybe work out of your office, or um, hey, I guess why not? And and people people do sing like singles. They I didn't learn because I'm 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 married, so I didn't know until a couple of days before leaving. They were like, yeah, you know they uh they have singles functions on the ship. I was like, what? I I guess so. So all that to say, man. Had a fun time, but damn if it didn't run its course. And uh, and the cool thing was Phil, after Mark got off, Phil got back on. I'm not going to talk too much about it because Mark, I'm uh, having him as a guest soon. Um, but Mark, uh, Mark got off and Phil got back on and I decided to, uh, I decided to kick it w- with Phil and ask him some questions. So I pitched him this show I'm working on. Or writing, and he was like, "Oh, great idea!" And next thing I know, he's calling his wife and is uh, and emailing her, giving her notes, and they they started helping me write my joint. And uh, great assistance, man. So big up, Mister Philip uh, Palisol. Uh, uh, did I say Palisol or Parasol? Parasol is an umbrella. Okay, Palisol with an L. So. Got back, and what did I come back to? Ebola. All right. What the heck, man? I look. I I, I go away for a couple of weeks, and now it's there's a full on almost pandemic affecting everyone. We, we you know what they have? They do have news. I mean, we had ESPN International, and we had CNN, and uh, the um uh. The the what's the British one the BBC BBC yeah BBC so we had news and I remember the first week we we see it and it says uh, Ebola found in Dallas I'm like oh damn sucks for y'all in Dallas because there were people on the ship that were from Dallas I was like oh that's well they're they're sitting there like damn we just got come home from vacation to Ebola <laughs> this sucks. So I was like, when I got over the ship, I was like, shoot, I'm glad, glad it's only in Dallas. Oh, wait, it's it's in D.C. too? And wait, they they found a case in Brooklyn? Damn it! The guy in Brooklyn or the guy in Dallas died. Yeah, yeah, man. A lot, oh, you know what? It's funny because I know a lot of people, a lot of black people were like, wait, hold up. Yeah, well, they were like, hold up. The, 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 the white dude got flown over from Africa, brought to Atlanta... And they suddenly found a cure for Ebola. <laughs> they had a special, it was a, it was a special cure. So they had a white person Ebola cure, but the brother got it. They were like, ah, oh, yeah, we, we, we ran out of the serum. And then, hold up, there was, a, there was a white woman that they flew back over from Africa as well. And they said, you know what? We have a little bit more of this serum left. Brother gets it in the States. They're like, ah, oh, nah, son. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, maybe it's like sickle cell. Must be the flu. So hopefully they get this under control uh relatively quickly, man, because uh huh? Is Vessie going in? Vessie's working on, on the cure for Ebola. <laughs> Are they really? No, no. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike, they're they're paying whom? Paying people in Manhattan to do what? 
to go into the hospital and fake Ebola? Why? Who's paying them? The CDC? Wait, 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 wait. This is all news to me. No, I've been gone, man. Wait, so Mike is saying that the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, are hiring actors out of work so you don't have to be SAG. Because <laughs> the majority of actors don't work. Right. Right. You should have, you should have, so in order, so you, you, you could have been, you have to have some credits. Now, can those credits, can those credits be, do they have to be uh, SAG, low budget at least? Or can you just, you know, audition, you know, mass audition? <coughs> oh, you got it. They're auditioning. So they're, they are auditioning. Hold up. Where's, can you? Hold up. I, I, I really, I'm going to ask Michael to look this up as I yap because I had no idea that this was a thing, that they're hiring actors. Um, because of the black guy. Dude. So he's, he's about to, he's, uh, He's looking this up because that would take reality television to a whole new level. Uh, if people are actually that hard up for work, that they're saying, you know what, I'm going into the hot zone to uh, to get my SAG waiver so I can join SAG. Crisis actors, this is amazing. Are you all aware of this? Leave me a comment on this week's episode because I had no idea. Damn it, I was on this ship too long and I could have been booking work as a crisis actor. What the hell was I thinking? I wonder if you do that if you say to yourself, you know what, I've always wanted to go with a character voice. I'm going to speak with an accent. And you go into the hospital, okay, I think Mike is pulling it up for me right now. As as he's, he Googles it, we, we wait patiently, hoping for something. In the meantime, how have y'all been doing? Been doing good. It's good to hear from y'all. Y'all make sure you leave us a comment or, or a note on, on, the, uh, on the page, on the SoundCloud. Make sure you know what I forgot to say. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you dig what we're doing, even if you don't dig it. Let us know, what can we do to make it better other than talking while our sound engineer searches Google? This is good. Real good. You know what else I did on the ship, man, that bugged me? Um, Because they they have this limited cable, right? So every week they would have TV shows that they ran... And uh, I like my first week they ran Game of Thrones consistently. So season one, Game of Thrones was on uh, along with episodes of Whitney. And uh, I saw my man Elon Gold on an episode of The Mentalist, which was that he did a great job. Big up e- Elon and uh, check out his, his uh, special on Netflix. It was funny. Um, and then they would show weird like movies that you're like, no one wanted to see this movie in theaters. Why are you showing it on a ship? So 
I'm trying to think of some of the bad movies that they they ran. They, they, right, they direct to ship. <laughs> These movies, they're not going straight to Netflix. They're going straight to the ship. So they um like they were showing the Red Dawn remake, which yeah, look, you didn't even know. I mean, how could you, how could you recapture the magic of of C. Thomas Howell and Jennifer Grey? It just can't happen again. Uh, but somehow they attempted it. They showed uh then they were showing weird movies. Excuse me. That like as I left, they were showing this cancer documentary. Like, why would you sh- why would you show this? Is this your way of getting people out of their rooms to go gamble? To go do anything other than sit in your room? They were running the Matrix a couple of times. Uh the 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 Man of Steel. Some movies, you know, in Inception, they had some good choices, but then other weeks. It was like, why are you showing uh when when Harry met Lloyd, dumb and dumber. Is it Dumb and Dumberer? No, no, that's no. There's Dumb and Dumb and Dumber Two. That's the new one. But there, remember they made like a part two with two actors that they that look like uh, Jim Carrey and oh, Jeff yeah. Daniels. It was beyond awful. I bet if you IMDb them, I wonder if those two dudes got any work after that. Okay, let's see. And NYC hospitals hire crisis actors to fake Ebola symptoms. Wow. Got it. It's got. This is what it's come to. Um, but I guess the the yeah, I I believe Mike is saying the the rationale behind it is they they want to see if the black if the black uh, actors or as it were black not black actors if the black actors uh, that are playing black patients would actually get attention and seen by the uh, medical offices. Well, you know, because um, the the brother that just died in Texas, I just saw a story and they were saying the reason a lot of a lot of the other people, a lot of other people are are possibly affected and are being quarantined is because when they first brought him in, they did not they weren't fully aware of the Ebola screening that should have been done and so he was just sort of in general pop with every other patient, so other people could have gotten infected just from uh, sitting around. I, I'm not sure exactly how I apologize for yawning because I'm still on on ship time. Um, I would imagine that I, I see how this might make sense to do. I don't know if I want 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 to commit to the craft that badly, you know. That's that's a insane game. You like you know you go to your go to your go to you go to your agent. <laughs> I know if you get caught, does that is that mean you're fired? Is that is that the way to say yeah you're not really a great actor? You know you go into your agents. Um, yeah. So uh, so look, uh, Leon. Um, hey man, I don't really like the way you say my name, Leon. Well, that's what your headshot says. Uh, you got a good point with that. So what's up? So uh, we have an offer for you. What do you mean? You have an offer like I, I booked the work. I don't even have to audition. No, 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 no. Uh, they think you're right for the part. Uh, well, what's the breakdown? Uh, well, um, you are of a darker hue. Okay, okay. So, so I'm black. Uh, am I black? Am I playing Dominican? Your choice, actually. Um, so look, so 
you're going to play black. Okay, but what's 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 the rest of the uh, breakdown? Um, that's really all there is. Okay. Um. I right, so so I'm black. Okay. Uh. What what's my social and economic status? Uh, does it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think you're going further into this character than you need to. Um. Just go and be black and um uh, act sick. All right. Um. Just what do you mean act sick? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think you're gonna really get a kick out of this. Uh, you're gonna go to the hospital. Um, that's full of germs already, and you're going to act like you had Ebola. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said Ebola. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I wear size 13. Oh, why? Why are you saying that? Because I want you to understand uh how it feels when this size 13 is up your rectal cavity, brother. You're five. And see. I think brilliant. I think I I think I could have. I think I can get hired by a hospital. I want I wonder what the pay is, man. They gotta pay pretty decently to go into a hospital full of germs and act like you're sick. It's ridiculous, preposterous. But people, people need to pay their bills, so they will. I'm sure. I apologize for yawning so much, man. I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know what to say on my intro from the get-go. Hip-hop wasn't just the get-go. I used to spit, son. I'm nice. You know, I, I, I got lyrics. Man, brother, my then another with a kick. I can't, so can I kick it with another than a brother, man? That was, that was, that was from a song I wrote back in the day called Stackwards Backwards, where I would rhyme. I say a sentence forward, and then I say it backwards. Because back in the days, you had to have some skills. You had to have had, had to bring something to the table. Uh, speaking of rap, well, see how I just segued that? Speaking of rap, I uh, caught some of the um, BT Hip Hop Awards 2014. Wasn't really that impressed. Um, wasn't, you know. I, I, I know I'm getting older because... Um, I'm starting to complain about the the slightest thing, you know. Uh, I'm watching. I'm saying, why is there a little? Have you? What's this dude's name? Little Little Terrio? This little fat kid. This is just a. And and, I'm, and look, no, I'm not saying he's a little pudgy. He's a little heavy. No, he's 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 fat. I'm not saying it in a mean way. There is there is a reality that this little child, and I think he's like seven or eight years old. He's a kid. He's he's. He's not even old enough to to really, uh, you know, hold his joint with two hands right now. He's still on the he's still on the pinch right now. When he goes to the bathroom, he's pinching right now. And they have this little kid. He's a vine sensation. He's a big vine sensation because which I don't understand because he does he does resemble which is oxymoronic. He resembles little Biggie, little little Biggie. <laughs> Um, kid is just big, man. And I'm annoyed because people are celebrating inside because I'm like, y'all laughing for the run. Nobody watched that video, any of his first videos. I'm like, oh, he's so talented. Like most people watch like, oh, look at this little fat kid. He little, he's so little and fat. 
And I'm not a fattest. I'm not a, I'm not a racist. I'm not a fattest. I'm not an ageist. But realistically, shouldn't we help this child make better choices? And he got his own reality show. I know. Coming soon, the the the, the little fat kid reality show, Lil Lil Terrio. And I'm not hating. I'm a. Hey, I I hope he laughs all the way to. The, I hope he he does the the what's the the smurder dance all the way to the bank. Um, but I also hope that his family helps him, you know, take care of his health so that he's around. So that he's around, you know. Five years from now, and he can say, "Yeah, remember when I was I was heavy, but I'm not anymore. And I can breathe properly, man. See, I'm not snoring as much after every every little uh, step I take. My boy Mark Fearball is calling while I'm recording my my um for the monkey protocol, so I'm gonna put him on speaker right quick. Hey, Mark, say what's up to the people, man. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, Terry? Nothing. Hey, Mark, can I finish and then I'll call you back when I'm done? We're talking about Lil Terrio and his little biggie self. Who who is Lil Terrio, man? You better look it up and stop acting like you old. Son, it's, turn up, turn down for what, Negro? Shoot. You got to make this happen. Lil Terrio. Like, remember Danny Terrio? This is how old we are. Remember Danny Terrio from Dance Fever. Dance Fever. Lil Terrio. But, Mark, be clear. Don't spell little. I'm not saying little. L-I-T-T-L-E. I'm saying Lil. L apostrophe I-L. Here's what's crazy. Watching the commercial. And a Den Relay... Oha, well, she's married now. I don't know the hyphen. My, that's that's my girl, Ademrelay. Remember Jameek's uh, ex-girlfriend from back in the day, Mark? Ademrelay? I don't. She's an actress? I don't know anybody. With <laughs> <laughs> I, used to hang, I used to hang with Jameek, so so I, I knew Ademrelay. She's a, she's an actress. Real talented. Dancer, too. Um, she's in this Geico commercial with, with the Tasmanian devil. Um, so anyway, Mark, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to hang up. Uh, in a second. I, you know what, Mark? Uh, I will hit you after the show, uh, after I finish recording. You want to say anything else to the people before before I hang up? Yeah, I just want to say what's up. Uh, Mark, you're in the house. They're talking about uh, Mark, you know what? You had, uh, you had one of the highest rated, uh, episodes of the Father Monk okay. Protocol. Um, I said you, you, you had, past tense, um, uh, uh, Greer Barnes is now uh, in the lead at close to like 1,200. Um, oh, oh, you got to come back on. You get, well, you, and you, Mark's been on a couple of times. He, he did a couple of episodes with Rick Younger and he did his own solo joint. Mark is the Black Writer episode, one of our earlier episodes. We've, we've, since, uh, we've since modified and become more. Um, oh, and um, you didn't tell him to take him to the face. But, yo, you know what I forgot to tell you, Mark? So, look, I, um, that's an immature game that we play. We hang up on each other. Um, I apologize for y'all having, having to be privy to the... <laughs> that's, it's just a childish thing that we do. We hang up on each other. <laughs> it's just a dumb game. And Mark fell for it. 
It's like punching your friend. See, but that's that's a white boy thing. Brothers don't pu punch each other in the nuts. Um, we just hang up on each other. It's a little. It's it's it's, it's rude, but it's not physical. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's what we do. And and here's the thing: Mark's not sitting there mad. He's not like I can't believe. If anything, he's sitting there like, damn, he got me. Cause that's what we do. It's uh, you know, and it's on the show. You know, we don't we don't write these things. They just they uh, they just happen. So yeah, so little Terrio, uh, we were watching. Yeah, I didn't forget. I didn't forget you, little Terrio. You little Terrio, you. Um, yeah, no, he he. he so we watched the uh, we watched the the um the BT Hip Hop Honors or Hip Hop Awards, whatever they're called. Um, Snoop Dogg hosted. Snoop did okay. What I saw, he did okay. The the knee along, um, bit. I actually laughed at the Nia Long Snoop auditioning for Nia Long movies with Nia Long uh, um, the first time. was Watching Snoop playing Cuba Gooden's uh, Trey character in uh, in Boys in the Hood and then him swinging. Because Snoop is so skinny, so him acting like he's punching there. There was something funny about that. Uh, then when uh, they did, I think, The Best Man... And he was playing a white dude, but looked like an albino. I was like, all right, uh, I get it. I wasn't really blown away by the uh, by the BET Hip Hop Awards, man. Um, they, you know, there's certain songs that come like when 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 this. I don't even know the dude's name, but this, this Smurder, whatever it is, is is a young dude with his pants hanging off and. When when they mentioned when first they had the Snoop he was like, hey hey for all y'all that from from East Coast anybody here from Brooklyn and then everybody any New York cats that were in the audience from French Montana who's 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 from uptown from uh, I think the BX of Harlem I think um, to bust a bus bust the rhymes uh, and, and uh, you know I think Murder Mook was there was freestyle artist. Uh, uh, loaded Lux. You know everybody lost it because dude was about to come on. Now I ain't gonna front. The song is hot. The song gets you dancing. It makes makes you feel like turned down for what. Uh, but then little Terrio rolled himself out, started dancing, and all I could think was because everybody when they first saw him, he's a, he's a sensation. So everybody's like, oh, there go the little chubby kid. It's cute and he's dancing. And then there's a point where I'm like, I know he's tired. I can see him like, you see him now. He came out amped and then he kind of slowed down. I was like, let me just catch a little breath right quick. It's a lot of light sore, a lot of energy being expended. Um, but the main reason I tune into the awards, the hip hop awards specifically, is because you you want to see the ciphers. You know, you want to see the, you want to see Rappers act like they're freestyling. That's that's the funny thing about freestyle rapping is everyone calls it freestyle, but it's not. These are all obviously pre-written, you know, pre-written. And now we know that it may be a couple of takes before you uh before you get your rhyme out correctly. So the actual art of freestyling is kind of lost, and it, and it's a uh, it's. It's a fallacy because these people aren't, most of the people are, are spitting pre-written rhymes, you know. Um, that being said, over the years, you know, there have been a couple of, um, 
couple of ciphers that have been fire. And I ain't going to front. A lot of them have, have included Eminem in them. <laughs> I mean, Eminem is, Eminem is nice. So Eminem's that dude. And so I remember uh, it was one year with, uh, I think it was Most Deaf, Black Thought, and Eminem was right there, all lyrically nice. Uh, so they had a dope freestyle. They had a dope written freestyle session, cypher, as it were. Um, who else? I remember. Oh, and then the the uh, the slaughterhouse, the shady, shady did two years in a row. First one was um was shady with uh with slaughterhouse, and then uh, the second year was 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 the shady two point where where you had um. Damn, uh, uh, yeah. What's what's the white what's the white dude spits spits real? Pop pop the trunk, pop that trunk. What's ah ah? What's his name? What's his name, Mike? Look it up, Mike. What's his name? Tell him his name. We need to know his name. Pop that trunk, pop the trunk. Ah, uh, Ye yellow wolf, yellow wolf, yellow wolf, yellow yellow wolf. Don't say don't say yellow. Don't you dare say yellow wolf. It's yellow wolf. One word, three, uh, uh, three, three, I can't even, I'm, I, th three, not three, yellow wolf, yeah, three syllables, damn it, I actually wasn't going, I was, three vowels, I was going, E, A, and O, but it's also three syllables, so that fit as well, so, um, yellow wolf, and then, uh, I think we had Joe Buttons, the, 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 Joe Buttons, Joel Ortiz, Yo, y'all go cop Joel Ortiz's new album. This dude, to me, one of the one of the hardest cats out. Joel Ortiz. Um, and no, you know what? Do I'll do you one better before you even cop his album. Just go on YouTube and look up the Stay Scheming remix. So, you know, Stay Scheming, just trying to get at me. Um. Yo, this dude, one quarter of the slaughter reporting to you live from across the water in Jersey where I just bought a condominium. I see the city from my balcony sipping gin with a grin for everyone who had it out for me. This dude is nice, son. Yo, this dude, Joel Ortiz is fire. He has this song called Battle Cry off his uh, last album. That was, that's, that's, he just goes hard, man. So, um, Joel, Royce the Five Nine, uh, Put fired him because he 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 made a little uh joke with uh Rihanna. He was like, "Hi Rihanna" in, in that verse, and then uh oh, Crooked Eye, of course, and then yo, and as nice as the 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 four or five of them that already went were, Eminem just just yo, Eminem, it, it just got ugly. You know what I mean? So Eminem and Slaughterhouse and uh. Uh, Mose and Black Thought, they, they to me set the bar so high uh, on, on, the, on the ciphers that now it's hard to watch the ciphers because people don't, people have, people have bars, but they, they ain't bring, like, I, I remember people had a problem with, uh, when Nicki Minaj did it a couple of years, actually she was in the same cipher with, uh, Joe Button on his first time doing the cipher. And I like Nikki. A lot of people, a lot of people don't don't like Nicki Minaj. I think Nicki Minaj can spit. 
I think Nicki Minaj can write lyrics and, and she's nice. I think Nicki Minaj is a pop star and so she does things. I, I always put Nicki Minaj in the same lane as as Busta Rhymes. You, you remember remember Jay-Z said uh uh at the end of uh his song, What More Can I Say? And I ain't animated like say your Busta Rhymes, right? Like Nicki Minaj to me is animated the same way Busta Rhymes and Ludacris are animated MCs. They're MCs, though, first. They are MCs. They just happen to be animated with what they do. Uh, the same way I'm a comic. I am black, but I'm a comic. I'm a comedian. You know what I mean? So I'm nice at what I do. I just happen to be black. And I'm, I'm where some cats are monologists and they just stand in one place and tell jokes. Some people move. I do both. I'll Sometimes I'll sit down, but then I'm animated and physical and like acting out the jokes. So Nicki Minaj, I I, I feel like people don't give, give her or Bus a Bus or Ludacris their just due. These, these cats, yo, think about the songs that Busta Rhymes has put out consistently for... We're going on um, almost 30 years. I mean, Leaders in the New School came out in the late 80s, right? Leaders in the New School around 80, I'm going to say 89, 90. Just another case of the PTA was around 90. Um, and here we are, 25. So quarter century. Buster Rhymes, but all those, Mike just said, how old is he? Let's say Buster's probably mid forties, and Buster looks a lot different. Like Buster Rhymes is one of the reasons I, I I stay in the gym because Buster Rhymes used to be as skinny as me, and now this dude is is, is gigantic, you know, and not not in the not in the healthy like uh, the rocker of Vin Diesel gigantic. He's he's gigantic like like Lil Terrio. No, Buster Rhymes is fifty two. Get out of here. Buster Rhymes is, yo, hold up. Oh, hold up. Buster Rhymes was born in 1962. So he's one year younger than Eddie Murphy. Because Eddie Murphy's born in 61. April 3rd. Don't ask why I know that. Just roll with it. You know, some everybody has a hero in, in, in mind. There's a voice of a, of a donkey. Um, damn, Buster Rhymes is 50. Yo! I really? Yo, come on, man. What are you on? Wikipedia? That's I I I am uh I am a wee bit befuddled. I thought Buster Rhymes was, you know, probably like 44 or so. Um now did you spell it correctly? You didn't put B-U-S-T-E-R. It was born in 72. Okay. Whew. Son, I just got nervous. On the one hand, I'm... Yeah, look, hey. Let, look, look. Didn't I just... Now, listen. I just called it. I just called it without even knowing. And I didn't blame it on Mike being white. I just said, you know what? Maybe he's not up on hip-hop. He spelled... He spelled... He looked up... Okay. <laughs> Mike is saying he spelled it right, but you heard me just say, did you spell it with an ER? Sure enough, he's on, he's on, 
He's on a Wikipedia page for Buster, as in Keaton, Buster Rhymes, who's also a rapper, which is funny. Um, wait, he was a football player. He played for the Minnesota Vikings in 19... 19- okay, this might have given you a clue that, that Buster Rhymes from the Minnesota Vikings uh, played in 85 and 86, um, and then decided, you know... I'm going to play 88-89 with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and then I'm going to go back, and yo, I'm going to beat Buster Buster Rhymes, the dragon. So, okay, so, but funny enough, he's born 10 years before, uh, yeah, he he was born a decade earlier than Trevor Taheem Smith Jr., a.k.a. Busta, Busta Rhymes, Um, you know, the dragon. Um and, and yeah yeah Buster's Buster's got a lot bigger but Buster Rhymes, Nikki and and your boy Luda man them they, they all to me not only did they always put out classics they put and put out numerous classics um Nikki obviously putting out newer classics um and she still has a ways to go to catch them as far as their catalog. But she's put out a, a lot of songs, a lot of records all, all in the last couple of years. And they're, they're real animated. So, so Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> she, she does the thing where she's, where she's this ballet girl. And, and then she's very, very uh, Long Island Jewish lady. <laughs> and then she's a monster. You know, so she, she goes through... She goes through uh, a lot of... If, if Jizzy said, get out, I'm a gizzy. I got a, a kind of money maker, bro. Hey, bitter. I got that kind of... Wait, wait. Fixie. Which bitch you know made a million off the mixtape? Man, that, that right there was what made me say, okay, Nikki is like in the bustle lane, is in the looter lane. When she was like, man, for peeps say, scratch your sweet cheeks. I look like how you look like yes, and you look like no. I'm a bad. I'm 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 a bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's a gift, people. You know, it's somebody's got to do it. Why not? Why not me? It keeps the kitties entertained. You know, but but yes, for for Halloween, I'm gonna be a schizophrenic. I'm going to be five people in one. I'm going to be five people in one. Five people. Five people. Five. Five people in one. I'm going to do the rest of this uh, podcast in um, in Philip Seymour Hoffman's voice because of what what people don't realize is I'm not that I I've, I've taken over Dean Edwards' body. Um, do you, do you think, do you think, do you think we can't find you? Because we will. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, you were always the one. You were the one. We were protecting Katniss. You were the one. Um, Yeah, R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I never had a joke. I've, I've been doing him. We used to share the same agent, uh, Sarah Fargo. Yes, we had the same agent. And I left Paradigm and Sarah Fargo. And I was like, uh, a couple of years after SNL, and I remember saying to myself, she'll be sore that, that I left her. And that's how I felt until I was watching the Oscars and heard Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman say, 
when as he as he won his Oscar. And uh, I'd like to thank um, my my agent, uh, Sarah Fargo at Paradigm. And at that point, I said, I guess she doesn't miss me anymore. I think she's fine. Uh, <laughs> so so um, yeah, man. The ciphers are usually the ciphers are usually the the point of the uh, of the freestyle ciphers. Uh, the ciphers are usually a part of the BT Hip Hop Awards that I tune in for. If for no other reason, I just want to hear some some hot some hot lyrics, man. And and what I saw last night, am I some critic? Am, am I some lyrical paragon? No, I'm 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 not even talking from the angle of uh, being a uh, a lyricist. I'm just a fan of hearing people, you know, spit some fire. And the one cat. I actually, when Loaded Lux, Loaded Lux is a battle rapper, and I like the fact that the BT award, the, the the awards, and the mainstream are paying more attention to battle rappers and and you know someone like Eminem who who uh who came up through the battle circuit. I like the fact that he's reaching back and he just sponsored the, the you know this battle that uh aired that was recorded and aired on Fuse TV and they had a they had a, a reality show. Um, that followed, you know, some of the battle MCs. But um, I was, I when I saw Loaded Lux on there, I was like, yo, Lux about to rep Uptown, bring it. And it was okay, but I was like, I, I wanted a little more. You know, I expected more because his punchlines and the battles are so fire that I was like, all right, he about to bring it. So, so when someone, you have high expectations, of someone like a lot of the rappers or a lot of the MCs that you see might be unsigned artists. You might have heard them on one or two records, but you really don't know the depth of their pen, their lyrical prowess. So, you know, for a lot of the rappers, and it seemed like for every every cipher I saw, they they had it's funny, it was like the reversal of everything you see on TV. There was a token white dude in every cipher, which was funny to me. You know, I was like, oh, okay, so I, I, I'm wondering, and I'm curious how how each rapper that that was white felt. I mean, like, oh, I guess, guess I'm, I guess I'm that guy in this round, huh? Can't have more a little diversity. Oh, you are the diversity. All right, and I'll take that. That's fine. But um, then at the end of the show, Snoop was like, hey, you know what, nephew? You know what we gonna do? Um, I'm bringing some of these battle MCs. That I that I've assembled is is Snoop's army. They go they about to spit their sixteen. No re edits. No no cuts. No rehearsals. They just gonna spit. And so they had a bunch of cats come out spit fire. I was familiar. Damn, I can't think of anybody's name except Mook because Mook bodied them so hard. But uh, they they all did their thing in that in that last cipher. But yo, Mur Murder Mook, yo Murder Mook put fire. To the stage, son. I um, can I play? You think I could play some of it, dude? I want to, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, dude, I'm, all right. So I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. I'm making sure it loads first because I want you to, uh, to go to. I want y'all to go and, and peep it on, uh, on on bt.com or YouTube when you get a chance, but. Here's here's what I'll say. Like, what Mook did that that you gotta appreciate is he's like, you know what? I 
I'm not one of these shiny stars. And last year they had me in seats that I could hardly see the stage. But this year I'm on stage, you know, and and, and here's what's funny. Came out real, real plain, real regular. Just just a dude from uptown. He didn't, he didn't come in. You know, some sometimes people will say, you know what, I'm I gotta rock, I gotta rock some 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 dope outfit or whatever. Mook came on in some jeans, uh, uh, fitted. His jeans were a little young. I ain't gonna front. And I got to say that because I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't. But his jeans, I was surprised because every every rapper that came on stage last night had these skinny jeans on. I wouldn't say he had skinny jeans on. They just, they 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 were, they were uh, straight leg cut. How's that? They were straight leg. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. Um, but... Damn, this dude. Uh, all I can say is, dude, dude put in work and somebody needs to sign, dude. Now, here's the thing. You could be a battle rapper and not know how to construct a good song. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's the problem a lot of battle MCs have always faced is that they, um, as lyrical as they are, sometimes you have to... Well, like like your boy Lupe said, sometimes you got to dumb it down. Uh, and Lupe, and Lupe Fiasco is as, as talented as he is. His his most popular songs have been the ones where he his rhyme pattern is the more basic in comparison to uh, like Streets on Fire. Now I forgot dude's name. Now that's not Murder Mook. But uh, this dude, the dude that went right before Murder Mook, and I can't think of his name. Somebody find his name out for me and, and post it when I when I post this episode. Crap. Murder Mook, Is it on? Uh, so they threw me to the lion's pit. I came back with the lion, taught him how to sit. Sit. Tonight, y'all better acknowledge it. Or I fight the whole show like I'm Jocelyn. Get me? Holy suckers, lollipopping. Club they out the ox, and they always want to get in free. He said, y'all don't know what I'm saying, but you just know it's hot. This dude, just, he 
just embarrassed everybody else that spit last night, which is what you're supposed to do. I'm tired of rappers like coming out and you doing a cipher and you just have, well, here's just a throwaway 16. Every time you go out, you're supposed to go, especially you don't have 364 days to prepare. So on that 365th day, you're supposed to say, you know what, here's the hottest bars that I wrote all year and making sure. Damn, he just, son, even Mike was bobbing his head, son. He just, God, ah. Ah, man. Soap can hype right now. I'm going to punch somebody in the face and then go get a beef patty, son. All right, I'm sorry. So I'm back. I, the, the boat, the boat re, re-energized me, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm hot. Feel like spitting some rhymes right now. That's what you're supposed to do. When somebody writes that by, you're supposed to, you're supposed to run into your room, get your, get your, get your, uh, your, uh, your your black and white uh, composition book and and just sit down and write any and everything you ever thought of that was hot. He just damn big big up big up. I right, son, you see these books right here? Let me show you. I got I got books upon books. Mike's over here sweating. I got I got. Let me. This is history right here. And there's only three. These are no. These this is everything. I'm right. I'm right. Comedy. I write jokes. I write. I write rhymes. I, uh, I write ideas. These. I just been. That's my log. These. These are my logs, man. Been keeping these books for years. I just, I'm. 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 I'm peeling back a layer right now, y'all, because I. Uh, this one's from. Yeah, I know. I do. Yeah. This. Uh. This is from 2005. I, I just. Now what I did because I just said that. Um. Mike was like. Uh. You. You really have. Look. These are any. You can always tell the rhymes because if I if I if I shade a page, these these are rhymes. So, uh, yeah, pass, pass me by beats. Look, look, let me. This is a rhyme I wrote. This this is, these are nine years old. Hold up, I I haven't read this probably in just as long because I still rhyme. Even I'll just write them just when some. I just, I just don't know uh, forward from backwards. A prologue's my forward. Epilogue's the last word. I cash words in to earn a living. That's after the bowl at the end of the rainbow. My password, son. I'm, I'm, son. I'm nice, son. Y'all, y'all cats keep sleeping on me. But I just, I, I don't, I don't. This, this. Every, I've, if, if you, if you've listened to uh, previous podcasts, man. Uh, you know my previous episodes. Anyone that, uh, all the fam that like knows my history, those that I, I, I rhymed. You know. I've been rhyming just as long as I've been writing jokes since since I was around 13 years old and initially thought I was going to be an MC first, you know, or or when I was in college the the music is what I was doing because I didn't know how to get on stage at the at the time. But I but loved Eddie and and knew I wanted to do this as well, you know, and I, I just uh uh just once once comedy started, once I made that first $20 of comedy. I was like, oh, you know, I guess, guess I'll have to focus on this a little. We gotta, gotta direct your talents. Um, yeah, my misery on my chest, but I can't show it. Voice wanna scream, but a brother can't throw it. Facing frustrations, my patience, I'm blowing. I never lo- lost faith because the God is all knowing. Yeah, I just, oh, yeah, I, 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 I got lyrics. I just, uh, 
I don't share. Yeah, man. Dude, I I, I probably have like like 12 books. It's always five star. This 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 uh how how anal I am. Like they have to be just like everybody has everybody always had the composition books. And so I uh when I first I used to keep an audio diary. And then I suddenly decided that, I don't know, probably, you know what it was around, big up my man Rich Pierre-Louis, a future guest, um, as my man, and he put me on to this book, The Artist's Way, and, and The Artist's Way taught me about uh, morning pages, and, and it was saying how uh, in order to let your creativity flow, <clears throat> in order to let your creativity flow, you, uh, you should, you know, write and get into the habit of writing and writing uh, these things called the morning pages. Is when you wake up in the morning, just write it and get these. So, at, so well, at what so what happened is kind of it's over over time. It morphed into instead of me keeping this audio journal, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna write. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, or if if I'm traveling and I'm on a plane, I'll just I you know if I wanna get creative, I start sort of purging, excuse me, whatever's been going on, going through my mind, going in my life, and I jot jot down, and then some. sometimes I'll just, you know, an, an idea, one word will pop in my mind, and then I'm like, oh, I just feel like seeing where I can go with uh, with this word lyrically and, and start writing the, uh, writing the rhyme. So, you know, I just, you know, I just... Uh, and so I've been I've been doing this now. I've been keeping those since like I don't know 95, 96. And uh and it's funny because the older the book, the more rhymes uh I wrote in them, you know. So like um this one's this is from 90 this is from 2005 because I'm also I'm working on something so I had to I I had to uh go to these for reference. This is 06. This Say again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, because because you know what, I did write them with the intention of using this from two thousand three. Like, hold up, hold up. I'm a uh, hold up. Is this this late two thousand three? Because I bet you there's something on uh from SNL. This um nah, this is this late oh three. Because I was gonna say, <laughs> hold up. Let me let me see if. Dude, I have, I, like I said, probably since I've been, each book probably will go from lasting for a year. Sometimes a year, sometimes two years, depending if I haven't been writing as much. Like I know last year's book probably has like two and a half years in it because I was, I wasn't. Uh, hmm? No, I, t- I tell you, I, Mike says you're always so vocal when you get time to write. I, I, I have my moments. I, uh, you know, I have my moments and I, I take, because uh, you have you have to do that. You know, you have to take take a little moment to enjoy the view. Um, you, you know, every morning, uh, that's what I did like about, to bring it full circle, what I did like about being on the ships, man, is every morning I just made sure I just chilled, meditated for like, you know, 15 to 30 minutes and I would just sit, just clear my head. And uh, and it's a good habit to get into, man. I, huh? It was, and this was always just in my rooms, quiet and feeling the this the 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 smoothness of the waves, rocking uh rocking very very slightly. You hardly felt it, but it was enough. I, I slept very well on the ships, man, because uh, it, which made me wonder what happened to water beds. Remember, water beds were hot back in the day. 
I remember I remember a couple of my friends had waterbeds, and which made me always say, "You got to be a pedophile because you have a waterbed and you want a van one day." You know, um, I think my brother had a waterbed for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to good to clear. Your head. Damn, I wish I had a had a book for. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let me just because here's what's funny. The funny thing about keeping like any type of journal, like, well, look, this is from 2003 to 2004. So I had just, I had shot, um, I had shot this film called Tony and Tina's Wedding, right? Uh, with uh, it starred uh, Mila Kunis. Um, we all know Mila now. Back then, you knew her from that '70s show, but now she's movie. Ted, you know Ted. Right, she was in Ted, right? Yeah. Um, Joey McIntyre, my man Joey Mac from uh, New Kids on the Block, and he was on he was on Boston Common at, at uh, right before that. He, you know, he became an actor um, al along with uh, uh, Marky Mark's brother, um, the the other Wahlberger. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah 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 yeah. Um, who else? Guillermo Donnie Wahlberg. Guillermo Diaz, who who's now killing it on uh, Scandal right now, he was he he was in the film. Um, damn, there were gang of us were in there. Kim, director, you 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 recognize her from Inside Man. She was Clive Owen's uh, co bank robber slash love interest girlfriend, and uh, just a bunch of us. Len Lenny, damn, what's Lenny's last name? Lenny's on a show about aliens called Neighbors, I think. It was on ABC. I think it just got canceled. Uh, Lenny, no, nah, I was going to say Lenny Pine. Well, anyway, there were a bunch of us in the movie, and this this was the postcard from the, look, Mike is looking right now. <laughs> and uh, and this is, this, is in, this is in my book. I, play, I played Father Mark. I played the, the priest. I played the priest in the movie. This is something, this is, this is, uh, this was right when the uh, we went to Tribeca Film Festival, and so they had these these uh, these little postcards that were available, and uh, and so yeah, this this uh, here, hold up. So to pick up where we, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read y'all a little something from um from the 126th day of 2004. So to pick up where we left off, we went to the press junket for Tony and Tina's wedding on Monday afternoon. I, along with all of the cast members, were swirling with emotions ranging from excitement to nervousness, to joy to anxiety. The film which we shot last summer, the film, oh, look, hyping, the film that saw us taking um, on our first leading role in a feature, I got six billing, a first completed work in a post-SNL era, the joint that began with such hope but ended with drama and everyone pissed and left not caring about the end result of the project is was premiering in De Niro's prestigious Tribeca Film Festival. Oh, this is actually a good one because I know how this ends. Huh? Yeah, 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 man. I, I, I got some writing skills too, son. Now look, the first cast member I see is, oh, John Fiore, a.k.a. Nunzio. We exchange pleasantries. And then he tells me he heard it's not so good. <laughs> and he's heard negative new reviews. I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? Then we see, uh, oh, uh, Daisy and Vanessa and Guillermo and Joey Mack. 
and my man John Sebastian and uh, Tony V. All in all, uh, the gang's all here. We we ran through the press junket and it went okay. This one lady wanted us to bash SNL and got nothing. Uh, this other cat was cool in the interview with him and this young lady went smoothly. We missed the MTV interview. Oh, well. We went to the uh, theater and saw Richie and uh, Mary Testa, uh, um, another talented actress, Kim Director. The ladies all mentioned... Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> Look, I put the ladies all mentioned her stylist and publicist with a slight hint of jealousy, which was funny because, oh, because Kim, Kim didn't, Kim didn't roll with all the other uh, actresses or, or actors. She rolled solo and had a publicist and the stylist. But I'm like, you know what? Kim then went on and like a year and a half later was in Inside Man. So, you know, it, Sometimes you gotta spend money to make money. You gotta, you gotta, you know, uh, what's what's that? Uh, is, is reality? You know, um, look, I'm I'm fried today because I can't I can't. You gotta breathe it into reality, and yeah, I can't even think. So, Joe, look, I'm back to Joey Max said he saw an earlier version and it wasn't too good. Everybody said it wasn't too good. I'm like, ah, all I can think is as the lone brother of. Of the uh yeah, because I'm the only black, the only other black dude was was an extra in the audience, uh in the in the wedding scene as lone brother of of this. If heads don't dig us, they really gonna notice it, right? So then, oh, they performed the wedding for some contest winners as part of some PR promotion prior to uh letting the film roll. The crowd cheered, and as the lights dimmed, it was on, and people laughed. It got laughs. I came on and folks chuckled at me being the lone Negro. (laughs) (laughs) Once, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Um, Oh, here, this, this is where it gets good. Once I began preaching in my Dr. King voice, I got more laughs. Then when I vocalized, uh, that got a nice one because I was uh, sort of sing-songy, uh, preach, preaching like this. Uh, the movie itself and uh, um, Guillermo and few. So yeah, my so in the movie myself, Guillermo, Guillermo got a lot of laughs, and so did John Fury. Got some nice runs of consistent laughs. Oh, and then I wrote this before going in. I ran into one of the crew members who said, uh, "Yo." Uh, you have the funniest scene in the movie. And I remember saying to him, oh, what do you mean? He was like, nah, I'm not going to tell you, but I guarantee you when you see it, you're going to know. So back to the journal, when we got to that scene uh, the with the audience, I knew exactly when and where that moment was. It was, uh, it was an improv scene that I thought of when I first met with uh, Roger, the director in his office. It's, a, it's an angel on the shoulder versus devil on the shoulder, good versus evil persona. Because it was this thing, he, he, you know, somebody offers you a role, you're like, all right, here, I want to see what funny I could bring to it. So when I first met with him, I, I just started riffing this idea of this guy being a minister, but he he's really conflicted. And, and then where he's, you know, he's talking very calmly and then shut up, listen, you're going to listen to how, what I'm saying. And... So, and, but he kept going back and forth. So when I did that, he's like, you know what? We got we to gotta find a way uh, to add that. So one day when we were shooting, everyone broke for lunch. 
And he was like, yeah, Dean, remember that thing that you did? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, let's, let's, I want to shoot that. So we shot it and son, it, uh, it killed, it killed in the, uh, in the movie. So, uh, here back to the, back to the, the, though the ending of, uh, okay. Back to the journal. Though the ending of the joint was anticlimactic, the audience dug it and the cast all had the same response. Yeah, it wasn't all that too bad. That's a shame, which is a shame. You know, like that's like someone coming up to you after you perform and saying, hey, you actually were funny, right? But we all, what happened, like without going too, too heavily into um, the issues that arose with, with working on the movie, it was the first time... Um, it was a first-time director, uh, and then you had uh, my man, Big Michael Tadros. That's my man, Big Mike and uh, Mikey Jr. Uh, producers, and Tadros is a big is a big-time Hollywood producer. So he he decided, you know what? After the success of um, what was uh, Nia? What's her name? Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I think because of the success of that. They said, you know, let's make this little boutique film and see if we we can uh, flip it. This is this is uh, like two years after that, and uh, because Tony and Tina's wedding has a Tony and Tina's wedding has such a big following, it was a it was a, a layup. It was a popular show, but the problem that arose was, um, you know, when you have a first time director and a bunch of actors that have worked on projects before. If a director, and this this for any director, uh, any actor, or anyone in the industry, if if a director loses the faith of his of not only his cast but his crew, it's a wrap, son. It's, it just becomes uh, uh, almost an effort in futility because people are loathing showing up for work, and and you know for 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 any anyone that's in the film industry, it's a morale thing. Anyone that's in the industry knows if you're on set, generally set usually is the happiest place on the planet because people are just happy that they're working, you know? So when people start showing up and or eat, they're, you're at lunch and they're like, all right, uh, we're back in 10, and people are like, you know it's a problem. And so there were, there were, there were, like, the, you know what's funny? The guys all on the film got along swell. Uh, one of the, one of the young ladies that was in the film, uh, she was dating a, a, a big time, uh, a, big, a big star that actually just got married recently. Um, she was dating this star at the time, and so, and then she sort of conflicted with a lot of the female cast members. And I remember sitting here saying, "Wow, so it's true. Like women really are catty on film sets." But I've been on other film sets where they where they aren't, so I know that's not true. But it just so happened that on this particular film, there was a lot of infighting and and there you know minor jealousy and shade thrown at each other. The the more mature actresses on I remember sitting with Mary Testa, who's a talented actress, and she's she was older than the other women, so she didn't have time. She was just laying in the cut, laughing. She was honestly laying in the cut, laughing. At uh at the bickering, but I remember at the uh at the rap party, one of the um I don't know if it was the first or second AD, I remember saying something because you know I was excited because I was like oh I finally I got a lead you know and it was an offer I didn't have to audition so 
I'm talking to him. I'm like, yeah, man. So what do you think? Unreleasable. He didn't even let me finish the the statement. I was like, yeah, but you know, they always say fix it in post. Unreleasable. So the fact that it actually made it to a theater, I was surprised. And the fact that uh, everyone said, yeah, you know what? Uh, it actually wasn't so bad. Um, that 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 made me happy, but it was a shame because uh, here I'm gonna go back. I'm a, I'm ending on on this this entry because it's it's interesting to see. Yeah. So afterwards, I had a lot of audience members give us dap. Cast members gave dap. One says you and Fiore saved that film. Uh, I remember this this meant a lot to me because because uh, I remember we were we all. Uh, Tadros took us all out to lunch one day um, down in Greenwich Village where we, we were shooting in uh, Tribeca, actually. And I remember he just... It's funny because you have that eye. And he said, he said, uh, Mila, Mila was at the table. And she... And Mila was... At the time, Mila was dating... Uh, we called him Mac, but it was Macaulay Culkin. She was dating Mac at the time. And I remember... I remember she, he just looks at her. He's like... This girl's a star, man. <laughs> she just has something. And I remember saying to myself, I was like, oh, that's cool. I wish somebody would say that about me one day, you know? And so, at, yeah. So, but so, but, and she, she is, man. So then uh, at the, uh, at the rap party, I remember running into Tadjo's man and, and he says, you were the funniest thing in that movie. Yo, you want to tell me, son, you, you think I wasn't floating? After that, he and we we got tight after that. We were already cool, but then after that, started hanging out with him and uh, his wife Georgia and, and the family man, and uh, he's just always been real so real supportive. Some people say if he's so supportive, why he ain't put you in cop out? I'm actually fine not being in cop out. That that was a Tracy Morgan production. It wasn't enough screen for me and Tracy to shine at the same time. And my and bigger my man Corey. Corey uh Corey played a villain in that. Uh, Hernandez did his thing in there, man. Uh, uh, so let's see. Oh, so boom. He says, he, he also mentioned he had a role for us in a film he's producing, but during rewrites, the particular character was dropped. Dang. But listen, plus I found out later it was a Will Smith movie. Damn. And this is me writing damn. But hold up. Um, well, I su su uh, suggest and Tadros agrees there'll be more the next time. Um, so some also, this is where my, my terrible uh, penmanship, too much graffiti, actually the bad thing as you get older. Um, cool. Also, we saw Danny Roth. Oh, from Casting House, who cast us there. And he told us that, uh, oh, Jason, the new wave uh, writer, director, loved us and is still casting, but we're at the top of his short list. Uh, Dan reiterates this, this uh, to Tadros. So I appreciated that. That'd be great to book that, son. Your first feature star Rose Banger. Use this energy to go forth and reach for greatness. We shall. But here's what's funny. I wound. I did book that movie. the 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 movie that I was uh I was hoping to book. Um, it's called The New Wave. Oh, and look at this. Funny. There's a picture from it with me, John Krasinski, and uh. And Andrew Keegan, we, we shot this up in Connecticut. I don't know why that's in this book though, because oh, you know what? This goes. Uh, oh, this this actually went through to when we finished shooting that movie. So, um, so that's why. 
Oh, look, and an appointment for auditioning for a role in that movie, Doom. <laughs> Remember that movie, Doom? Yeah, yeah. So, so these things, look, all that to say, people, it's good to, you know, keep a documented history um, of where you were. Uh, Mike, Mike's still uh, amazed that I have, have these things. Hey, man, I, you know. I'm I'm real big, but I I I I I I got this. He said he said you're so extroverted, but that's such an introverted thing. Yo, there's there's levels to this thing, son. <laughs> so yo, man. Um, hey, man. Ultimately, just want to say, man, to to all the fam. I'm glad to be back, all my father mucking fam. Uh, appreciate y'all listening and supporting. You know, I hope you enjoyed. This, uh, as we bounce around from, from the ship to the cypher. Oh, real quick. So Snoop Dogg posted this picture of Iggy Azalea. Well, it wasn't. Here's what Snoop posted a picture um, of um, not the most attractive uh, woman. Um, and she's albino. And she just has, a, it's, it's an interesting face. And he said, here's Iggy Azalea with no makeup with no makeup on. Now, I don't know if he meant it. I don't know uh, if he meant it maliciously or not. I, I, I think he was probably just trying to be funny. And honestly, when I, when I, when I saw uh, saw the picture, it, it was for I did laugh. Um, I guess Iggy Azalea felt some type of ways about it, and responded um <clears throat> she responded to to uh mr is it mr dog mr doggy dog or mr lion oh dude it's is it's, it's gotten out of control people are now choosing sides are you team azalea or team snoop or is it team dog is he still posting stuff really oh wow okay now see I actually think Iggy Azalea should have fallen back and just rolled with it. Hold up. Well, the 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 guy from the Lakers uh, is is Iggy. I, I'm I'm annoyed that I have to keep saying Iggy Azalea. Um, Nick Young is is uh, I guess Ms. Azalea's uh, boyfriend. And so he's doing what he's supposed to. He's, he's defending her honor. And I, I saw, <laughs> I just saw the picture again. <laughs> Iggy Azalea with no makeup. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know she doesn't look like that. That's why it's just a joke. So he sent it out as a joke and probably... Um, Tied, it tied into him hosting the 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 uh, hip hop awards, and uh, look, the weird saga began in earnest Friday when ET Online posted a picture of Azalea without makeup. Snoop Dogg responded by posting a picture of a person with cornrows to his Instagram account. From here, Snoop and fancy rapper went down an ugly rabbit hole of social media and, and to, uh, trash talking, meme slinging. Azalea posted a now-deleted picture of the rapper titled When Your Drug Addict Aunt Gets Clean. Oh, damn. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 but 
But you know, it said it. Now, that's actually funny. Glass houses, Snoop Dogg. I'm a bitch because I called you out for being a secret fan. Grow up and God bless. Um, uh, oh, oh, so then Snoop shot back with memes comparing Azalea to the Wayans brothers and white chicks. So we just going to ignore the fact that Iggy looks like Marlon from White Chicks? Ooh. And then he put White Chicks 2 starring Iggy. <laughs> now, that was messed up because I know when I first saw her, look, like, when I first saw her, I did say there is a, a, a stark resemblance. The rapper then posted an Instagram video, video calling, calling Azalea a C hyphen hyphen T. Oh, and telling Young to check Azalea. Oh, checking, telling the ball player Young to check Azalea before I do. NSFW language. Um, more social media ugliness followed, and eventually Young Azalea's boyfriend chimed in on Twitter with some remarks for the old head. These old heads turning into suckers. Ain't nobody worried about no snoop line. This dude just going through a midlife crisis. You go get convertible yet? OG's out here losing. As of Wednesday morning, Snoop had yet to respond to Young's remarks. But it would be a distinct breach in his operating procedure if the rapper let the remarks go unanswered. Unless some sort of truce and stand-down is secured by November, it's going to be awkward times at the Staples Center this NBA season. There's only so much avoiding you can do when the man who threatened your girlfriend during an exceedingly dumb social media exchange is sitting courtside. So let this be a lesson to all those keyboard warriors out there both famous and anonymous. Don't be a social media samurai, kids. Sometimes you need to throw a tarp on the internet machine and go outside. Follow Dan on Twitter for more sports and pop culture news. So, in all, this is, this is my problem. Y'all heard me say it before. Social media makes people feel like they have, they have to go back and forth. It started as a joke. Um, Iggy, if I, I can't say what she should have done because you're going to do what you're going to do. And to me, her not just saying, oh, that was a good one or just rolling with it. She got, she let her emotion get into it uh, by, you know, saying things like, damn, Snoop, uh, you know, like I saw, I saw some of the tweets yesterday and she said something to the effect of, damn, Snoop, I thought we were cool. cool. I thought we were, we were, we were, everything was peace. And, you know, that time that your boy got, see, that's the, that's, that was to me, one of the problems when she brought up some, some personal history uh, of her helping out or looking out for one of Snoop's boys that almost burned the hotel room down or whatever, because that's, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, she has reason to be upset, but you're in the public eye, and it was a joke. No, everyone knows you don't look like this albino with cornrows. Here, I just want to look, Mike, to see it one more time. He said it's so bad, dude. I feel bad for the young lady. You know what? Are we sure that this is even a young lady? That's the thing. We we can't tell. It it is. But here's the thing. It's a person. It's a person, people. Okay? People have feelings. Huh? Maybe, maybe we could be better towards each other and love each other and share with one another. Um, but I think it gotta, I think to me, my the the problem I found with Snoop 
I ain't even know until right now that he calls her a a cant. I what what other word starts with C and ends in T and it's four letters? I uh 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 a cant. Why would you call anyone a cant? That I mean that doesn't even grammatically make logical sense. Stop calling people cants, Uncle Snoop. You're you are better than that. Make sure she loves you and your doggy style. Ooh, ow, ow. Ooh, like that. Um, and Iggy, you know, get 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 some uh stronger skin, man. You know, people gonna come at you. If anything, she should have said something jokingly in a song, you know, in a freestyle or whatever. Not this social media back and forth. It's, it's to me, it's corny, you know. And, and I said it before. I'll say it again. Social media beef is corny. Um. Did Snoop go too far? I think he went too far when he called her a bitch, um, which I didn't mention. But he he said something in one of his first replies to her run. It was like, uh, you know, he, he called her a bitch. Um, uh, he didn't call her a biatch. He's, it was B-I-T-C-H um, was written. Uh, you know, people, everyone, we have, we have children listening and reading. Huh? What's wrong with everyone? Can't we all just make make hits? When all else fails, look. Go listen to my man Murder Mook, man. Dude got bars, son. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards. Check out my man Ian Edwards comic soccer comic rant. Check out my man Dean Del Rey's uh geez, I just I just drew a blank on on uh uh let there be talk. That's uh let there be talk. Because um, these are all podcasts that I actually subscribe and listen to. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm opening it up and I'm going to tell you what, I, what I'm rocking out to right now. I'm rocking out to my man. Of course, now it's not loading. Hilarious. That's funny. Oh, well, it just it just froze up. Uh, I, I subscribe to my man. Of course, you got to check my man Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Check out my man Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk. Check out, um, I like listening to my man, uh, Jay Moore's More Stories. Um, I have a bunch of the Joe Rogan experience. I haven't listened to as many as I'd like to. And, of course, Ian Edwards' Soccer Comic, the Soccer Comic Rant. A uh, number of these are on All Things Comedy uh, Network. Shout out to Mr. Magical and Mr. Burr. I didn't call you Billy. Damn, I just did. Ah! Um, oh, and those are, those are All Things Comedy. Also, check out... Um, Alias Smith and Leroy. I, I did a couple of episodes with my boys, and uh, they actually kept me company on the on the ship. I listened to a bunch of those while I was on the ship. They uh they they interviewed a couple. I I, I enjoyed uh their interview of uh, Leslie Jones um and uh, Atheon Crockett, and uh, a really interesting interview on uh with um with uh Reginald Hudlin. You know. Director, writer, um, producer, former BT head, um, and, and learned how Tony Braxton wound up on the soundtrack um, to Boomerang, which actually jump started her career. Because and she, this happened because uh, Anita Baker um, would not get on the soundtrack, and and Tony Braxton was LaFace's track singer for these songs they were submitting to Anita Baker. Um, but y'all check out um, Alias Smith and Leroy for, for the rest of that story, man. It's called cross-promoting because these are friends of mine. I, I dig what they're doing, dig their work. And uh, last but certainly not least, 
um, make sure you check out our, our absentee producers um, production, uh, The Callback Podcast with Joseph Vesey. Uh, and also check out his YouTube channel and follow him at Joseph Vesey, V-E-C-S-E-Y, on all things social media uh, because he's, he's doing big things. And I think that's pretty much it, man. Good to be back. Good to be home. Good to be on land. Um, not good to be anywhere near Ebola. So y'all stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands, man. Just stay clean, man. Stay clean and stay aware, all right? It's your man, Dean Edwards. All love. Two fingers. Big Mike, thanks for the sounds. Peasy. <laughs>